Well, this last weekend, seminary Nick Senovich and I, we were leading a retreat for young men in grades 7th and 8th grade. It was a great retreat, and it was the first year of doing something completely new. We had created it completely from scratch with our new boss, whom many of you know and love, Father Kyle Mano. We called the retreat Encounter, with the goal being to give these young men the opportunity and the tools to encounter Jesus himself, to escape the, the craziness of the world for a brief moment, and to enter into that fraternity, to enter into the truth and the talks we gave, to see the natural beauty in a hike we took on a day trip to Starved Rock, and to receive and adore Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. It was an exhausting few days, but so unbelievably fruitful. And after our intro talk, dinner, and a little Eucharistic adoration the first night, we had a nice big bonfire out in the woods. And as you can imagine, about 30 young men, ages 11, 12, 13, are pretty much, more or less, all aspiring pyromaniacs. <laughs> as any young, healthy boy is. And don't worry, we were totally safe, everything was accounted for, but we definitely had an absolute blast. And reflecting on this in the readings for this Sunday, this, this concept, this idea of fire really stood out to me. And for me, for all of us, I think it's something hard to put a finger on sometimes, no pun intended. But why is it so mesmerizing? Why is it so attached to our 4th of July, our nation's independence with fireworks? And it keeps us warm, it cooks our food. In some senses, it really sustains us. So the reason I bring this idea and concept of fire up is that I think it's a hidden truth, a reality, and a, perhaps a lesson for us today on this Sunday. A truth that, like fire, can never be fully contained. See, from the earliest moments of our Judeo-Christian tradition, going back thousands of years, fire was present. It was present when Adam and Eve were banished from the Garden of Eden because of that sin of disobedience, with the cherubim angel standing at the gate guarding it with that fire sword. It was present in the burning bush with Moses. It was present in the pillar of fire leading the Israelites through the desert to the fire of the Holy Spirit rushing upon the apostles at Pentecost. Saints themselves speak of this fire within, they call it, this living and burning reality deep within their souls, within their hearts. Father Thomas Dubay, he wrote a book called Fire Within, and he expounds on this saying, the sun, radiant image of the Father's glory, proclaimed that he had come to cast fire upon the earth and that he longed for it to burn and to blaze. In our, day, in our day, this divine fire has not extinguished. The consuming conflagration has not been contained. The radiant image of the Father's glory has come to light a fire in each and every one of us, a burning love, a consuming yearning. There's nothing lukewarm about it, always radical, always total. He, God, never reduces what he expects of us to fractions. Rather, the communion with him that we are to have is meant to be a blazing fire, a perpetual ecstasy. Those are some beautiful words. And that, in a nutshell, is our purpose, brothers and sisters, to have hearts ablaze and on fire for Christ. So let's ask ourselves today, this midday, this beautiful day, is that fire within us? Is it within you? Is it within me? Has my heart been set ablaze for Jesus? Or perhaps is it like a small pilot flame just waiting to be ignited? Is there any sort of dampness, lukewarmness in my soul? Something or perhaps even someone that's weighing me down? Something I'm holding on to 
preventing that fire from consuming absolutely everything that you are and are meant to be. St. Catherine of Siena says, be who you are meant to be and you will set the world on fire. If we're lacking in this fire, or perhaps we're seeking the next step in this journey of faith, our readings today are so clear where we could get this source. In the first one, the book of Deuteronomy, we're told that God is not this too mysterious figure that's remote from us, nor is he somewhere up there in the sky, you know, or far across the sea. No, rather, he, God himself, is something, this is a direct quote, something or someone very near to you, already in your mouths and in your hearts. In your mouths and in your hearts. I mean, if the Jewish people, this is written thousands of years before Jesus Christ, before the sacrament of the Eucharist was instituted and given to our church, and they're writing that God himself is present within our mouths and within our hearts. What a prefigurement that is, if they had only knew that God would become incarnate in his son Jesus, that he would roam this earth, become friends with his apostles, give us the church, give us the sacraments, suffer, die, and rise, also that we could have his life 2,000 years later. This is the fire within us, brothers and sisters, the Holy Eucharist, that which we are about to do on this altar. Do you believe that? Do you believe what this fire within you can do and has done for countless people over every generation? St. Catherine, be who you were meant to be and you will set the world on fire. And then in the gospel, person after person passes by this poor victim on the side of the road. A Levite passed him and then a priest of all people passed him. But this Samaritan, he was moved with compassion at the sight and he approached him. I'm convinced this thing that moved the Samaritan was something within him, perhaps a fire we could say. God's life was alive and at work in him. And God's life, when it's present within us, it emphatically, it always reaches out to those most in need, to those victims, our neighbors. So how much more of a case is it for us then? Us who possess the Eucharist, the sacred heart of Jesus, a heart poured out 2,000 years ago and a heart which is again going to be poured out today on this altar in a few moments. So like those young men on the retreat last week, aren't we all ultimately the children of God? Aren't we all fascinated by this fire which speaks to our hearts and wishes to be with us every single day and moment of our lives? It's not something that's just for a few, this call to holiness, sainthood. It's for all of us. Are we ready to receive it? Are we in a state of grace? When's the last time we availed ourselves to the sacrament of confession? Will we let God love us in the most perfect way he wants to? And then, brothers and sisters, like the Samaritan, will we act upon it? Because fire, it compels us to move. Jesus says today, act with mercy. Go and do likewise.